there's two classisms of people under the sound of my voice in Washington line. The first classism, you're frustrated because you thought something was going to happen, but it didn't. In fact, you're like, okay, that man or that woman who prophesied over my life on December the 31st of 2021, they have a few more hours. <laughs> you have a few more hours for it to happen before I label you as a liar. Don't play with my life and say God told you. I want to know that God told you and experienced it for myself. These hands I have, they're rated A. Anybody can get them. <laughs> Prophelied to me. Frustrated, frustrated, frustrated. Or you're frustrated because I don't see the fruit of my toiling. I, I don't see the fruit of my pursuit. So I'm frustrated, frustrated. Somebody say frustrated frustrated because of the delay of the results that I would expect would have happened by now. It's all of the by nows. Am I talking to anybody? It's all of the by nows that cause for us to get so frustrated, frustrated, frustrated because your grind seems to keep going ineffective. And the reason I keep marrying effort with fruit and fruit with grind and fruit with toiling is because truthfully, you really don't have a right to be frustrated if you made no investment. Uh-oh, your scalp. Here it goes. You really don't have a right to be frustrated. Like frustration is for invested people. If the stock market crashes, if you don't have anything invested, you don't care. Unless somehow you're connected, you might have empathy or sympathy for somebody who lost everything. But if you don't have anything invested, then you're really unbothered because frustration always is for people who have made an investment. An investment. Are y'all ready for this next part? So maybe the reason your dream hasn't got off the runway Maybe the reason your marriage is still on life support. Maybe the reason I haven't yet enjoyed my singleness. Maybe the reason I haven't walked into a new dimension of power and a new dimension of anointing and a new dimension of grace and a new dimension of giftedness is because I'm interested but not invested. Interested with Jesus. Not invested with worship. I'm interested. But I'm not invested. Frustration is for people who are invested. And something that I've realized, what if I told you that God uses frustration? <laughs> Some of us have been rebuking God and thinking it's a demon. <laughs> God uses frustration. Because he knows there are certain type of people, the only way you're going to glow up, grow up, show up, or blow up is until you get fed up. I need about four people, not all hundred of y'all, four people who can testify. Sometimes if I want to glow up, grow up, show up, and blow up, I'm going to have to get to a place of being fed up. I'm tired of this. Can somebody say I'm tired of this? I'm tired of the devil tormenting my mind with negative thought after negative thought. And I keep saying I have a bad day, but really I'm entertaining bad thoughts. I'm tired of this. I'm fed up. I'm tired of circling the same issue week after week and month after month. Some of us have been fighting the same devil since 2015. After a while, I want a new problem. 
I want a new struggle. Anybody else like, I'm cool with taking tests, but can I have a new one? <laughs> I want a new one. I, I, I'm tired of this. I, I, I'm tired of coming home and my marriage feels like a battle zone. I, I'm tired of this. God knows that sometimes the only way you could show up, glow up, or blow up is you have to have this place where you get fed up. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with the ceiling counseling me every night. And in church, I'm saying that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, but I don't have a piece of peace. I want to actually experience the joy of God. Can I get somebody to say frustrated? Frustration many times is a divine agitation so that the Holy Spirit can give you a revelation. I need to drop an album. <laughs> One more time. Sometimes frustration is a divine agitation. God's not letting you get comfortable there. It's a divine agitation to give you a revelation. A revelation of what, sir? It's a revelation of an outgrown noun. What is a noun? Person, place, or thing. So it's a revelation of a person, place, or thing that you have outgrown. I know it's good. <laughs> so good. It blessed me. Am I really frustrated with God or am I trying to fit an outfit I've outgrown? 2023 is going to be the year God's like, okay, until you recognize it's time for you to outgrow that. That attitude, that perspective, that mindset. It will be a new number but the same pattern. And a lot of people will lie to you and prophesy lie to you to make you feel good. And you'll be right here December the 31st, 2023, saying 2024 is going to be my year. And then a year later, ooh, 2025 though. <laughs> Frustration many times is an agitation of an outgrown noun. Now, I don't want to be guilty of ministerial malpractice because for some of us, Frustration for us is God showing us this is not my will, it's yours. Frustration for some of us is God saying your dream is not my plan. <laughs> I know it's your dream, but that's not my Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you. Ooh, it's about to get real. So, ma'am, you're going to use all of your paycheck chasing your dream, but your babies is hungry? Yeah. Sir, you got your whole family. You're about to get evicted because you just believe. And I'm not being a dream crusher. I'm simply saying maybe this should be a side hustle. <laughs> maybe this should be something I do on the side. And God is like, okay, I love you so much that you're experiencing agitation and frustration because it's me telling you this ain't my will see some of us think okay I'm gonna keep going and I'm not gonna quit when you recognize that you're doing something that's outside of God's will you need to quit but it's this hustlers mentality I'm gonna see it through so you're gonna see it through in the wrong thing a wasted life is for you to die to only discover the ladder that you were climbing up was the wrong wall and what you were trying to obtain was really on the other side of obedience, on the other side of devotion, on the other side of listening to God's counsel. So we find ourselves frustrated. That's just the first 
classism of people, people who are striving to make it work. This is the difference between a sprinkler and rain. When it's a sprinkler, you try to make it work. When it's rain, you just plow the field, sow the seeds, and God's going to endorse it. And so you may be saying, okay, how do I know if this is I need to push harder or if this is I'm missing God? I'm glad you asked. Three ways for you to find out. First one is anxious. There's just a peace that you get where you want, where you're, I want to be the place where God has me doing what he wants me to do. There's a level of peace that he gives you because the biggest red flag God gives is the absence of his peace. Adam wasn't anxious waiting for Eve. He just recognized godliness with contentment is great gain. Give you more Bible. Ruth wasn't anxious as she was plowing the field. She was just recognizing godliness with contentment is great gain. Elisha wasn't anxious as he was plowing in the field. It was just one day Elijah came upon him and threw his cloak on him because he recognized godliness with contentment is great gain. Maybe your anxiety is so high because you want God to breathe on what hell sent. I got to help us. I know you didn't expect this for New Year's Eve. Well, pre-New Year's Eve, Eve. But what I want to do is make sure you have spiritual results. Because a lot of people are quitting the faith because a lot of preachers aren't telling them the truth. Quitting the faith because we don't have our own personal devotion. If you don't read your Bible, you don't know if I'm up here lying. <laughs> so I'm telling you stuff that sounds good, but it's not sound or good. But because I don't read my Bible, I'll amen. The second way you can recognize if this is possibly me and not God is when I want people to support it. When God gives you a word, who cares what people think? When God puts something in your belly, who cares what people think? Ooh, this going to hurt somebody. Have y'all ever had somebody tag you in an event? Like they got like 500 tags. They make a flyer and tag like 600 people, 700 people. I'm like, okay, if God called you, there'll be fruit. I'm not saying don't market it, but I am saying his favor will market you. I'm not saying don't grind, but I'm saying that his favor will do the things that you can't. All you're supposed to do is present two fish and five loaves. You're not supposed to cut up every single fish and every single slice and try to figure out how am I going to just do your part. Herbert, like we talked about, give me something to bless. You're not giving me anything to work with. And you are acting like people's comments are verdicts because I care more about their support. And their endorsement than obedience. Second way, a lack of clarity. I don't have clarity. I want us to be in a place to where we recognize when God is telling us something, from when the enemy is telling us something, from when it's you telling you something. I want to have clarity. The second classism of frustrated people I could identify with heavily is those who want to go from declaration to manifestation. Anybody, am I the only one? Like I literally pray, I don't want to just read your word, God. I want to experience it. We would have more people pray if you saw your prayers worked. We would have more people fast if we saw your fasting worked. 
This is how you walk away and say that stuff doesn't work because I'm not seeing any results. So the Apostle Paul, all of that to get to our foundation text. The Apostle Paul gives us an end-of-the-year message, a very popular passage of Scripture that I want us to look to. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. Depending on your Christian journey, you've heard this passage before, but I want to show us how Paul was really trying to prepare us on how to cross over. Verse 12 says, not that I have already attained. Somebody say, I'm not there. I'm not already perfected this, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press. Somebody say press. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What Paul is telling us is, hey, listen, family, I don't have it perfect. I don't have it all together. I haven't even mastered this. But one thing I do have, let me say in Ebonics form, one thing I got. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but one thing I've learned how to do, I've learned how to forget those things which are behind me. I'm not perfect, but you know what I have learned? I have learned on how to not to invite to my next what needs to stay in my past. Let me say that one more time. One more time. I'm not perfect, but one thing I have learned how to do, I've learned how to not invite to my next what needs to stay in my past. Can I get somebody to say, leave it there? Just leave it. Just leave it. Leave it. I've learned how to not invite that. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but I've learned that I can't reach for my promotion and hold on to my demotion at the same time. Things that take me spiritually down, things that take me spiritually back versus things that want to take me up higher in Christ. I recognize I can't do both at the same time. I can't be the pollution and solution at the same time. I'm not perfect. But I've recognized how to not invite certain things to my next. I'm not perfect, but I've recognized that um, endings are married to sendings. The entry, the blessing is married to the entry. But it's going to require the sacrifice of an exit. The blessing of an entry always comes at the sacrifice of an exit. What do you want to enter into in 2023? But God is saying, even though you're entering into a new year, you haven't exited that. See how quiet it's getting? Y'all see that? I know. God's saying, okay, if you want this to be sent, that thing has to have a went. <laughs> is this making sense? Because endings are married to sendings. I'm trying to help somebody. Whatever you want God to send, he said, I'll send once that ends. Yeah. And you know what that 
is. I don't have to start labeling it. I don't have to start calling it out. Everybody under the sound of my voice and everybody watching online, you know what that thing is that needs to end. So if you're frustrated, could it be God is saying you're frustrated because you want that and me? I'm a jealous God. You want that and me. Sendings are married to endings. A passage of scripture that we often overlook in Ruth chapter 2, verse 11. Everybody focuses on Boaz. But if you look at this verse, when Boaz is talking to Ruth, he tells her in verse 11, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death Since the death, I've heard about all you've done since the death. God, why did that die in my life? I've heard about all you've done since the death. There's certain things that if it wouldn't have died, you wouldn't have arrived. This is so good, y'all. See, because we forget. It says, I've been told about all what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. Most people don't know Ruth's first husband. Most people can't even name that his name was Malon. We just focus on Boaz. You know why? Because Boaz is a picturesque portrait of what God is going to do in your next is going to be so big that your past, you won't just forget about it. Like your past is going to be a side note. Your past is going to be just a cliff note, not a published narrative. Boaz's blessing was so big on Ruth's life that people don't even preach about Malon. <laughs> don't even know his name. Who's, she, who's her first? I just know Ruth and Boaz. No, she was married before. Church family, can I ask you a question? What is your Malon? What is your thing that has to die so that you can get your next blessing? What's the thing that God's saying, I'm not talking about 2023. I've been waiting for Malon to die for years. I've been trying to remove Malon, block Malon, evict Malon, try to get Malon out of your DMs, Malon out of your ear. It can be a person, a place, or a thing. What's your Malon? Everybody wants Boaz. But are you willing to eulogize Malon? Malon. I'm not saying that I have everything perfect. But Paul is saying, I've learned this though. I've learned how to identify stuff that's spoiled. <laughs> I've learned. Like, can you identify stuff that's spoiled? That's a twofold question. Let me rewind. Can you identify stuff that's spoiled? And if your answer is yes, my next question is when? After you consume it or before? I got to preach Sunday. I, calm down. <laughs> Do you recognize it's spoiled because now you can't sleep? Do you recognize it's spoiled now due to the spiritual nausea? Or can you recognize it's spoiled because God has given you discernment? How about this? Instead of just making a resolution, make a resolve. Make a resolve. God, help me to identify things that have spoiled. Spoiled. You know when something spoils? It's when it's left out. I left that out of your journey on purpose because it will spoil your destiny. 
I left that person out on purpose, that place out on purpose, because it was spoiled where I'm trying to take you. That attitude, that was spoiled. That can't go with me to the next level. That arrogance, that has spoiled. That can't go with me in 2023. That lust, it has spoiled. It can't go with me. I want to speak for about 10 more minutes from this thought, from this subject, you're not invited. You're not invited. While you're making your resolutions, I would like for you to make resolves. How about make a list of what's not invited? <laughs> because the Apostle Paul is showing us, I've learned. I'm not perfect. I haven't mastered this, but I've learned not to invite to my next. What needs to stay in my past? God, would you give us a heart to receive, to be able to understand we are not waiting on you. You're just ready and waiting for our obedience. Help us to obey so that we'll stop being frustrated with you and recognize the reason we haven't experienced the fruit is because we have to be planted. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody who agrees to that prayer, just shout in the room, amen. amen. I don't say that I'm perfect. I don't say that I've apprehended this, but I know how to forget those things which are behind. Can I get everybody to say this in the house and watching online? Put this in the room in all caps and everybody echo this. Can I get everybody to say, Father, give me the spiritual intelligence to identify what's not invited to my next. One more time. Father, Give me the spiritual intelligence to identify what's not invited to my next. That should be the theme for some of us for all 2023. I'm not perfect, but I've recognized how to leave things behind. As we are swiftly and quickly approaching the final hours of this 2022 calendar year. I want this statement that I've been articulating all throughout this sermonic journey to stick to your brain, to your heart like adhesive. And that statement is, you're not invited. You're not invited. Like cursing people out, that's not invited in 2023. Because I can't speak the language of the kingdom and the language of hell at the same time. That, that, that's, that's not invited. That's not invited. My lust, I'm tired of being a slave to porn. That, that, that's not invited. Through discipleship and community, we're going to give you the steps to defeat it. But you cannot defeat a devil that you enjoy playing with. Keep going. You can't defeat a devil that you keep gossiping with. You can't defeat a devil you keep getting high with. You can't defeat a devil you keep drinking with. I'm tired of this. And God is saying, I've been tired of it. For years, but I love you so much that I've given you free will. And until we get this posture in our heart, I have to identify, okay, this is the thing that's not invited to my next new seasons will look like old seasons because we haven't dealt with old patterns. Somebody say you're not invited. In fact, find two people around you, tell them, don't invite that. Don't invite that. Don't invite that. Don't worry about how they look. They know what that is. Don't, don't invite that. Don't invite that. I, I'm not inviting in 2023, I'm not inviting unwise choices. Mm -mm. 
this will be the year I make destiny conducive decisions. Can I help us, church family? One decision that's done in 10 minutes can take 10 years to recover from. I need wisdom. Like, I wasn't the best in math. Like me, Jerry, I was not the best in math. But one mathematical equation that I think all of us should get is calculating the future cost of this current choice. <laughs> that formula, though, that's a life formula. Can you calculate, due to this decision, what's the future cost of it? Because I don't want to have new seasons that feel like old seasons because I'm bringing along old patterns. And this is the thing I discovered about God. He loves us so much where sometimes he puts us in a situation where he could ensure that what's behind you is not invited to your next. <laughs> and it comes in the form of a Red Sea. It's not even about what you've done. It's about what's coming behind you. See, some of us don't even recognize that we are constantly breaking generational cycles. Don't even recognize. You wonder why you're going through this warfare. It's for people who are behind you. You need to be able to give them a military warfare strategy of how you conquered this. I'm doing this for who's behind you, and I want to ensure that Pharaoh will not come in 2023. So you're feeling like God just setting me up, and God is saying, I am setting up what's coming behind you. God, I feel like you're not answering my prayer. I am answering your prayer. I just got to deal with what's coming behind you because I don't like horror stories. And I think we need to pause for a second. Can we give God praise for all the stuff he stopped? All the stuff he's saying, not my child. You're not going to go with them. You're not going to transition with them. That could come in the form of a layoff. That could come in the form of a heartbreak. But it's better to break your heart for a moment than lose your soul for eternity. Sometimes I give you a Red Sea because there's something coming behind you. Something coming behind you. Pharaoh represents your old slave master. I don't want that to hold you anymore. And this is why some of us were looking at other people funny when they were clapping and thanking God. And that's okay. All I'm saying is don't judge their 20 if you don't know they're 19. Y'all saying amen. Y'all even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't judge somebody's 20 if you don't know they're 19. Look at this. Exodus chapter 15, verse 20. It says, then Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dancing. So they're celebrating. She looks crazy to you because you don't know her 19. 19 says, for the horses of Pharaoh went with his chariots and his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the middle of the mist of the sea. Don't judge somebody's 20 if you don't know they're 19. I'm going to tell you all a real story. There was this lady who used to go to our church years ago. I was probably 10 or 12 years old. And every time praise and worship used to happen, she'd be right in the middle of the aisle just doing all this. You know, just, just extra. Just, y'all know somebody who's just extra? Okay, y'all saved. No. All right, so I was, I was kind of judging. Like, she's just so extra. And I remember asking my mom, I said, why does Sister Anna always hop in the middle of the aisle? It don't even matter what song it is. We could be singing, Mary had a little. She'll just come up every single song. Like, what's, what's her deal? Is she doing too much? She said, you know, she got shot in the head. Am I telling the truth? Point blank range and lived. 
So every time she's standing in the middle of that aisle, and she's dancing, and she's rejoicing, you don't know. You don't know that Satan tried to take her out. And she made a vow for the rest of her life, I'm going to give God worship. And I think some of us need to remind Hale, you should have taken me when you had me. Because I'm still here standing. I'm still here worshiping. I'm still here praising. I'm still here thanking. I'm still here singing. I'm still here clapping. I'm still here shouting. You should have taken me out when you had the chance. I'm going to terrify hell in 2023. You should have taken me out. Don't judge my 20 if you don't know my 19. <laughs> I want to deal with what's coming behind you. See, the oil on your life, meaning anointing, that's evidence of the direction you're supposed to go. But the process is for God to get your thinking in the direction you're supposed to go. Did y'all hear what I just said? The oil on your life, that's evidence. This is the direction that you're supposed to go. But the process, that's the place where God gets your thinking in the place that it's supposed to go. See, cutting the twig doesn't stop the issue. God wants to deal with the root. Many of us have to stop praying for twig makeovers when God wants root transformation. I want to deal with the root, the root. So we hear all that. How, how do we ensure and what are things that we don't need to take over into 2023? Four points and I'm done. Number one, spiritual laziness. Enough with that. Enough of being on fire up until resurrection weekend and I'm right back in the same patterns. Gym is going to be packed January 1st. Church is going to be packed January 1st. But, oh, cord, how does it look in May? <laughs> Spiritual laziness. Because the worst place that you could be in is the same place you were this time last year. Spiritual laziness. De deliverance always comes with demolition. This is something I've been teaching all throughout this year. When you come out of a thing, there are things that are going to have to be demolished as well. When it's time to change who you are, that's also going to require for you to change where you go. Because friends extend their diet. And the way you could identify who's a part of my demolition and who could come along with me and who's invited into 2023 is those who assist the new you versus those who assault the new you. Spiritual laziness. Old friends and old places, meaning unhealthy old friends and old places, are deposits that keep your season the same. And I want you to notice, once March and April gets here, drive by, you'll see it. You'll see certain trees already have pollen, while other trees still look like winter. Which one are you? Still having the icicles of winter on of 202017? Are you willing to embrace the pollen of every season that God is transitioning you into? Spiritual laziness. So the flip side of that, I have to be spiritually intentional so that I won't experience the same problems that I've experienced in 2022 and 2023. Point number two, what are things I don't need to take with me? Time termites. This is your, ooh, 
This is your Netflix. This is your YouTube. This is not legalism. For some of us, we're wasting time, which equates into wasting our life. Whole hour on your screen time. Apple should embarrass you. You spent 14 hours on your phone this week. Time termites, because one of the greatest assets that God has given us is time. It's priceless. It's not refundable. And more time is not promised. More time is not promised. Procrastination is the assumption that you'll have the same opportunity tomorrow. Procrastination. It's the graveyard of excuses. I want to ensure that wisdom also is tied to making sure I'm not giving any area of my life fumes because I'm managing my time. If I'm always tired, what am I doing with my time? And some of us are tired of wasting time. And when it's time to do what you need to do, you're so tired from wasting time that you don't want to do what you have to do. Man, I don't want to go to work. You stayed up all night watching Law & Order. You stayed up all night watching TV, and now you don't want to come to church. Hey, I can't make greeting today. All right. Time flies, but your decisions are the pilot. Psalms 39, verse 4. Oh, Lord, make me know my end. And what is the measure of my days? Let me know how fleeting I am. A lot of people came into this year thinking that they had time. And they won't be with us in 2023. Third thing I want to not invite into 2023 is our obsession with control. That was, that, that's yours. Ooh, that, <laughs> it's mine too. Obsession with control. What if the future is not causing you anxiety? It's your desire to control it, that is. You know what control issues are? They're saying, God, I'm a better God at it than you. It's literally believing, God, my plan is better than yours. And I could work this out better if I were to be God of my life. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, most of us know it. For I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. The reason control hurts so much is because when we've been married to control, giving it up feels like a divorce. (laughs) It feels like a divorce. I want this to turn out a certain way. That's God's job. I want them to change. That's God's job. I want this to grow. That's God's job. I want people to hear. That's God's job. Maybe you're so exhausted because you're trying to lift God weight when you're just a mere man. How about shake off some anxiety and trust in 2023, God controls the outcomes. God controls the outcomes. A last point, number four, I'm not inviting casual Christianity. Casual Christianity. That's when you give God honorable mention, but not lifestyle. Casual. Open the Bible when pastor or I say, turn this casual Christianity. I'll fast when the church fasts. Not outside of that. Casual Christianity. Yeah, we're going to fast together. But what if your devil fights you in August? 
<laughs> Everybody's spiritually strong in January. What about May? What about June? My people are frustrated with me because they're not planted. When I could have come up here and made a shout and a whole bunch of scriptures to make you feel good about yourself, at the expense of standing before God one day. And I just told people what they wanted to hear. I'm not a pastor that scratches your itch. I'm one that's like at the front desk of a fitness center. And I get to see you coming each and every week. And I want to see your body change. I want to see your marriage change. I want to see your mind change. Best job in the world. I get to see people change. I get to see people experience the miraculous power of a changed heart. And I wanted to, as you leave here on the night and hopefully have a safe and holy <laughs> New Year's Eve, I wanted to challenge you. Why are you making your resolutions? What are things that I don't want to invite? Because it starts with the routine. Success is tied to the routine. Successful people do what ordinary people do often. They do it daily. So I want to pray. God, thank you for allowing us to get this far. Our Father, we pray that you'll give us a heart of obedience and also a heart of repentance, God, of trying to control outcomes and trying to control how we want things to be. Help us to remember that you're the author. In fact, God, we render the pen of trying to write the next chapter. We can write our purpose in permanent marker, but we, best, we have to write the steps in pencil. And let us also remember, God, that you don't just order our steps. You also order our stops. And whatever in our life that you're saying, if you want this, to be sent that has to have a went help us to give up whatever it is you have more time than we do and I pray God that 2023 Lord willing that we see it will be the best year for us in our spiritual growth and intimacy with you not just platform not just finances not just family or relationship status we are petitioning you on this last Friday of this year. We want 2023 to be a year of massive spiritual growth. So that I won't be in the same place at the same time next year. We ask that you do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.